Hey, you're listening to the Encounter Church podcast. To learn more about Encounter Church, visit us at ecdenver.org, or you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Thank you for listening. Did you know I'm God's pet? I get to preach to you, and I really get to preach around the world. And all of the nations I've gotten to go to and seeing people healed and changed and transformed, who am I? I'm just a little girl from Dalhart, Texas. But this is the wonderful thing about God. He uses anyone who wants to be used. And I got into the Bible, and the Bible got into me. And so I began to go to nations, got involved with radio, television, all kinds of media. Still am. And I'm an old lady. But I found out they like old ladies. So that's been a big blessing to me for that. And so I want to minister to you about being convinced by God. You know, some way I got involved with God early. And I remember my mother talking to me, you know, and saying, well, you were uh, a happy baby. Well, what does that mean? But I think those early days of beginning, I began to read the Bible and the Bible began to read me. And I began to have a supernatural life. So now I've been in all these nations and they still think I'm great. And you think I'm old. (laughs) I am old. But I'm very blessed. And today, I want you to be blessed by God's word. So put your hand on your heart. Say, I'm going to get blessed. Because I'm going to listen. Okay. So... Don't be doing other things. Listen. So put your hand on your ear. Say, these ears are listening to the word of God. And so I'm looking at convinced by God. You know, some way God got hold of me early. I don't know about you. Maybe you're later. But just whenever, it gives you a transformed life. So I have had a miraculous life from a little town in Texas, you know, to all around the world. I don't know how many nations I've been to. And nobody killed me because at the time I was going, they were killing women, but they didn't kill this one. I'm still here. And so this morning I want to talk to you about being convinced by God. If you can be convinced that God made you and had a plan, you're not an accident. So put your hand on your heart. Say, I'm not an accident. I'm a divine appointment. And so no matter what you are involved in, I'm talking about good things, not bad things, but good things that you're involved in, God had a divine appointment. You didn't just arrive here and he say, oh, I'm surprised. What do I do with this one? (laughs) He said, I got this one. And I'm going to do some wonderful things. So put your hand on your heart. Say, God God is doing doing wonderful things in me. me. And he is not finished finished 
Amen? Amen. So look at somebody. Say, you don't look old. You look young. So this message, convinced by God, I'm, I'm just so happy I can do this. I mean, who am I to still get to preach? That's awesome. And that's also a very prejudiced son-in-law. Very good. Thank you. So how do we know that God is working? How do I know he's working in my life? And so is God really working in this world? I think we tend to think that. Is he really working in my life? Let's look at his word. So the thing I have found early, I ask God, where are you? I want to be where you are. Are you a Methodist? Are you a Catholic? A lot of my friends are Catholic. Where are you? And he spoke to me very early and said, I'm in the word. So hold up your Bible or your phone and say, God God is in the word. So if you're not in the word, you're not doing the things that God would do to help you and bless you and turn your life around and do some wonderful things. Do you want a miracle life? How many of you want a miracle life? Raise both hands. Then what are you going to have to do? Get in the word. And you're going to have to let the word get in you. Well, you say, I go to church on Sunday. That's not enough. You need the word every day. I need the word every day. Now, when I read the word in the morning, I have coffee. It's very important. And so it kind of wakes me up. And of course, I underline, I put question marks. Why did you say this? I don't understand that. And so that's why I encourage you, read the word and let the word read you. And that's very key. And many times, you know, in the morning, because I'm the freshest in the morning. At night, I'm thinking, oh, where's the bed? (laughs) You know, I'm going to bed. But in the morning... Oh, I'm perky. And so maybe you're the opposite way, but get perky. Everybody say, get perky. When you get in the Bible, get perky. Because the Bible wants to read you, and God wants to talk to you. And that's how I've learned about him. Now, how do we know that God is working? You may say, is God really working in this world? Is God really working in my life? How do I know he's working? Let's look at his word. So we're going to look at the word, and we're going to believe it. So put your hand on your heart. Say, I'm going to look at the word, and I'm going to believe it. Okay, Philippians 2.13. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Does God want to do good things in me? Does he have pleasure in me? Yes. So put your hand on your heart. Say, God God has pleasure in me. me. And 2 Chronicles 16, 9 says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. I've been in some situations when I thought, Are you really watching me? They're threatening to kill me. (laughs) So, you know, but... Notice I'm here, 
So he was really watching me. So God does watch us. He is concerned about us. He does have a plan. It, we're not just an accident. Put your hand on your heart. Say, I cannot forget. I am a divine appointment. God has good things for me. And so in Psalm 121, 1 through 3, I will raise my eyes to the mountains. Well, that's good. We live here. From where my help will come from. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to slip. Who, he who watches over you will not slumber. He's not going to give up on you. He's going to hang in with you. So put your hand on your heart. Say, I won't forget. God is going to hang in with me. He's not giving up on me. And Psalm 121, 1 through 3. Oh, did I read that already? Okay. God wants you to know he's been working your whole life to convince you of what is possible. So, you know, growing up, living in a little town in Texas, you know, I don't know. There were very few people in that town, and we were poor. And my father built our house because we couldn't afford one. So he built it. He was a carpenter. So I look at those things and think, how good God was. He didn't give up on me. He gave me a father who was a carpenter. And God wants you to know he wants your whole life. Everybody say whole life. Now, I don't think you'd be in church today if you didn't think God wanted your whole life, unless somebody drug you here. But I'm glad he drug you here. And I believe you will be glad he drug you here. Amen. What do I mean when I say God is working your whole life? Did God only start working your life this year or last year? Was he working when you were not even aware of him working in your life? What does the Bible say? Oh, I love what the Bible says. Ephesians 2.10. So you may not think I'm God's workmanship, but God says it. So, you know, sometimes we look at Christians and think, forget it. But Ephesians 2.10 is very encouraging. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for a purpose. What are they? Good works. So look at somebody on your right. Say, you were created for good works. And so he created you for a purpose, and he wants us to walk in them. I want to walk in them. And I remember when I first began to read the Bible, and I thought, is this really true? And I said to God, where are you? I want to be where you are. Are you a Methodist? Are you a Catholic? What are you? And he said, I'm in the word. So if he's in the word and you're never in the word, wow, how are you going to have a supernatural life? So what does the word do for me? It gives me a supernatural life. 
So when I get up in the morning, I need something more than the word. I make coffee. <laughs> and that really helps. And that kind of gets me cooking, you know. So then I read the word, but I also do something else. When I read the word, I write in the Bible. You say, that's holy. You know, the paper isn't holy. And so I write in the word. So when I read something that I think, wow, that is really good. Now I'm going to tell you, I put a star by it. You say, you mean you mark up your Bible? I really do. If you saw my Bible, you would say, Pastor Reese, do you know what she's doing? She's just marking up her Bible. But I mark it up. And I get some really good things because I don't want to just read my Bible. I want my Bible to read me. Right? right? right. So look at the person on your right. Say, you need your Bible to read you. Look to the person on the left. Say, you need your Bible to read you. Now, when is the best time for you? When are you the most alert? I don't know when you are, but I'm most alert in the morning. So, because I drink coffee, probably. And so, I read it, and then I mark it. If you looked at my Bible that I use all the time, you'd say, messy. You're right. It's messy because I mark it up because I want the Bible to read me every day. And you say, well, you're getting really old. It still works. Amen. Old or not, the Bible works, period. So I think it's very important that we keep reading the Bible. And I think God is always talking to me about what is possible. You know, folks, we can do some things now that are just amazing to reach people. Can we show that on the screen? Sure. Yeah. Let's see what we just did. You know, you say, well, you're too old to do anything. Look at that. That's Pakistan. Dr. Marilyn Hikiko, a welcome Kare. Dear Dr. Marilyn Hickey, welcome, welcome, welcome to our Thursday night evangelistic and healing meeting in the city of Lahore. Luke 9:11. Jesus healed all those who had need of healing. Jesus wants to heal you today. Yesu This lady, 
जी बहन जी आपको क्या हुआ है काफ़ी अरसे से पाँच छः साल से भी ज़्यादा यहाँ पे मेरे गिल्टी बनी हुई थी और अभी जी अभी मैंने हाथ रखा तो थी तो दुआ करते करते When I prayed and asked Jesus to be my healer, जब मैंने यीशु को कहा कि तू मेरा शाफी है, मेरा निजात दहिंदा, and to come into my heart, और जब मैंने कहा यीशु तू मेरे दिल में आ जा, you can ask Jesus to come into your heart. और आज रात आप भी यीशु को कह सकते हैं कि यीशु मेरे दिल में आ जा, हालेलुया, हालेलुया. मेरे ना राइट साइड पर ब्रेस्ट पर बहुत ज़्यादा पेन होती थी इवन रात सोया भी नहीं था जाता दो साल से ऐसा था सो जब भी मैं हाथ लगाती मुझे बहुत ज़्यादा पेन होती थी और अभी मैंने जब इन्होंने गिल्टियों के लिए दुआ की तो मैंने हाथ रखा और खुदा का शुक्र है कि मैंने चेक भी किया मुझे कोई पेन आपको सब अपने हाथों पर उठाकर जो गैर जुबानों में दुआ कर सकते हैं वो गैर जुबानों में दुआ करें जो पंजाबी में उर्दू में अंग्रेजी में जिस जुबान में भी मर्जी आप दुआ करना चाहते हैं सब दुआ करें हाले लोहिया हाले लोहिया I have found is that Jesus heals, and they believe it. I don't think we always do, but they're very desperate. They don't have money, they don't have doctors often, and so they need healing. It's healing or nothing, and so I think sometimes with nothing it presses you into God, and that's what I like about it. So if we look at men and women in the Bible, we look at Moses, Exodus 3, 4. When the Lord saw Moses coming to take a closer look, God called to him from the middle of the bush, Moses, Moses, here I am, Moses replied. He was 80 years old. See, you think I'm old. He was too. <laughs> and he appeared to him in the burning bush and told him to lead the Israelites out of slavery. So, you know, we would have said, Call me at a younger age, please. But God doesn't always wait. I think he calls us early. And I think we have much opportunity. And I don't think there's anything like leading someone to the Lord. 
it's almost like getting saved all over again. Now we have David in 2 Samuel 11, because you may say, well, I've been too bad. I just, God can't use me. Well, David committed adultery with Bathsheba. Then when he finds out she's pregnant with his child, he has her husband Uriah killed. Say, good night. I didn't know he was that bad. But he had been anointed by God to lead Israel. He was their king for almost 40 years. And the Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart. I think God's patience and his love for us is overwhelming. You know, I think of some of the stupid things I have done, and I think, why did you allow me to do them? And God said, I didn't have a choice. You just did it anyway. So are we too much of a sinner or a failure? But David believed God could forgive him and that God had mercy. Folks, do you believe that God can forgive you? Have you blown it? And don't raise your hand, because who hasn't? Can God forgive you? Can you repent? Is God a creator? Can he create a new beginning? Put your hand on your heart. Say, I cannot forget. God is a creator. He can create a new beginning for me. Now, why did David think he could come through that? Because he, for, he believed in forgiveness and mercy. And I have found, you know, I've blown it sometimes, not knowingly always, and just blown it bad. You know, and going into some of these countries, some of the things they do, you know, I don't do. Would you like to eat their food? I don't think you would. You know, and I've learned how to eat over there. I, what I do is that they put the food on your plate and I push it in a lump up high, and then, you know, it looks like I'm eating it. Really, I'm just pushing it up on the plate. And so you learn to be sneaky. <laughs> you didn't think I was going to tell you that. So I look at David, and I look at Rahab. She was a prostitute, but when Josh... Joshua sent two men to spy out the land before taking Jericho. Rahab hid the two men so they would not be caught, and then she helped them escape. Later, she is protected during the destruction of the city walls. See, I don't believe you can sow in the kingdom and not reap. Because when you sow in the kingdom, you're going to reap in some way. Some way, God is going to bring a benefit to you. So you may think, well, I'm too old, too young, too educated, too uneducated, too dumb, too smart, too shy, too fearful. You may be thinking you're too much of one thing or another to be used by God. But God has been working your whole life to convince you what is possible. Put your hand on your heart. Say, I cannot forget. God has been working in me in my whole life. And so if you look at your life, you think, my goodness, and maybe somebody witnessed to you. Maybe somebody gave you a track. Maybe you watched a program. You know, I, I think we have a lot of opportunity here, but not always overseas. And so 
we have to be glad that, for the opportunities that we have. Now, Pakistan. You know, the first time I went to Pakistan, they tried to kill me. A sweet little thing like me. <laughs> and they're trying to kill me. But they didn't kill me, as you can tell. And now they love to have me come. And you saw the crowds that we have because they believe in healing. And that's why I say, you know, do something. Witness to somebody. Give them a track. Tell them you'd like to pray for them. Do something because it'll do something in you. Anytime you sow in the kingdom, something happens to you. And that is so wonderful. So I looked at this and I thought, you know, there are things we would like to see come to pass. We have loved ones that are not saved. I have family that are not saved. I have family that think I'm crazy. How could they think that? I'm so sweet and so wonderful. And they think I'm crazy. But, you know, folks, some of those now are getting born again. And even though you didn't have all the education you would like to have, you didn't have all the brilliance you'd like to have, God will use you. If you have a heart for him, I'm telling you, he will use you. And that's why I encourage you, you know, invite people to church. Don't just come by yourself. Bring somebody with you. And you say, well, we have an old lady preaching, but you like her. And bring them with you. That's very, very key. Don't just come by yourself. And so I've watched how when people begin to get interested in other people, God begins to move in their life in beautiful, beautiful ways. So, you know, I think if you pray for the sick, almost anybody, if you say, well, we'll pray for the sick, and at the end... We have opportunity for the sick to be prayed for. And it's awesome because people will come just for that and get born again. And so opportunity, look for opportunity. You say, well, I'm too old. Really? Are you older than I am? I don't think you are. I don't know if we're ever too old. I think we're ever, ever on the spot. And I think it's such a happy time, you know. So, you know, my neighbors think I'm pretty crazy, some of them. But when they get in trouble, they come knocking on my door. And so this old lady prays for them. And I don't think there's any joy like leading someone to the Lord. So I like to do it on airplanes because they can't get up. And, you know, and this is usually what you can do. They say to you, what do you do? Well, uh, I teach the Bible. I go all over the world. Really? Why do you do that? And so you get to tell them why. And Patsy Rosales, she's the wildest person I know. She's always getting people saved. Before they get off, off the plane, she's got them praying the sinner's prayer. So I think, Patsy, I'm going to follow you around and do better. So I'm saying these things for you. So 
when I see the video and I see what God can do, I think I'm just a little girl from Dalhart, Texas. You know, I'm not heavily educated, although I do have a master's degree. That helps. Makes me look a little smarter. And so I use it. I throw it around when I can. But if you ever lead someone to the Lord, you're hooked. You are absolutely hooked. And so I think this is a good time for you just to stand up. Stand up. Turn around. And look at me. Say, this sermon is bringing a turnaround in my life. I'm not just saved to be a decoration. I am saved to be a declaration. And so I have a card that I give out, and you can find cards here that you can give to people. And Reese, I'm sure you would like that. You don't mind if they bring new people. You don't mind at all. Yes, I do. So, Reese, please come and pray. Let's be soul winners. Okay? Let's you, be Mary. soul winners. And let's people think, let people think we're radical. Well, she's just some radical old lady. Well, you are a radical. I don't know if you're old. Wait, I guess you are old, but you are radical. Anyway. Whatever. I was saying, how old was Sarah when she had a baby? 90. How old are you? No, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, that was, I, heard, I thought that joke first service, and I thought it probably wasn't Holy Ghost. Uh, and from Marilyn's reaction, it wasn't. Uh, but here's the deal. We don't want you to be convinced by God in the moment here in the sanctuary and then to be unconvinced when you walk out the door. So what we want you to do is to you can look in the chair in front of you, and you can see there's, there's little cards that look like this or get a piece of paper. We want you to write down your prayer requests. We want you to write these down. And, and what we're going to do is you, you could actually write down two copies, one for yourself and one for us. You can get, turn them into us, and our intercessors will pray over them. We'll be praying over these things. In fact, we have a pastor's prayer and fasting day tomorrow, and we'll even pray over them tomorrow. But we want you to be convinced that God can work in every single, every single circumstance that you have. Do you need healing, physical healing? Absolutely. Do you need financial healing? Absolutely. Emotional healing? Absolutely. God does not want you crazy. Turn to the person beside you. You hear that? God doesn't want me crazy. You know, God doesn't want us that way. He wants us to be, he wants us to be healthy, and, and we will pray with you. But I encourage you as well to keep these for yourself and remind yourself of this message, that God does want me healthy and whole so that I can go out and make an impact in this world. And so you can turn those prayer requests into myself or any of the pastors or drop them off in the box outside. But, but I want to just pray over them. So just if you want to take a minute and just write those down. Uh, that, wasn't that video really cool that we watched? For those of you who don't know, what we've been doing with Marilyn recently is we have her streamed from her t television studio into various meetings all over the world. And Pakistan is one of the places that she's been able to preach. And there's like, you know, almost 100,000 people in that audience. And she just, she just preached Friday afternoon, as a matter of fact, yeah. to, a whole, to a whole huge audience. And so one of the good things that came out of COVID, actually the only good thing I can think of that came out of COVID <laughs> is, is the fact that we realize technology has made the world 
flatter or shorter, whatever you want to call it, and we're able to do things through technology we never could have done before. So praise God. Are you ready? You know, Lord, I thank you that we don't want to just be convinced here. We want to be convinced always. And as Marilyn said, Father, you gave us the word to continue to encourage our faith. And I thank you that we commit, God, to let the word renew our minds, not to let our circumstances or conversations or, or just the craziness around us change what we believe. We commit to let the word change what we believe, to be convinced by your truth and to live the truth that you've given us to the best of our ability and then to trust you for the rest, to trust you for what we can't do, God. I believe, Holy Spirit, that you're moving in our congregation, both the in-person and online. You're moving in Pastor Marilyn. We speak many, many, many more years of blessing in her, God, that she can continue to do the things that she was created to do, the good works that you prepared for her. God, I thank you that we speak these, these promises into her life as well. We bless her, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Encounter Church, visit ecdenver.org or find us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram.